storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I'm another co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, today's Halloween. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> it's weird. It's October 9th right now, but we have to pretend like it's Halloween. Yeah, we have to pretend we're extra scared. <laughs> and how cool, though, we get to release an episode, our last Halloween episode, on Halloween Day. Yeah, that is so cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what a perfect, what a perfect game for it too. I think exactly. I, I think you too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited, but yeah. I tried to make it as spooky as I can. We'll see how it goes. Okay, but before we get to that, before we get to all that, Ryan, how are you, and what have you been playing? I am doing well. I'm tired, but well. Um, it was a busy week of uh, work and life. Um, but, it, you know, we made it through. And the Steam Deck mm-hmm. arrived this week, which was very exciting. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, it, it was supposed to arrive Monday. So, like, Monday, like, constantly looking out the window, wait, staring <laughs> at every person who drives past. It didn't come. But it came Tuesday. Um, so that was very exciting. So um, I've been kind of goofing around with the Steam Deck on and off all week. I didn't have a ton of time during the week because of work. Mm-hmm. And the things that I do on uh, during the week, uh, D&D and other games and stuff like that. Um, but I've been playing a bunch this weekend and it's been very fun. And that's really what all I've been playing. Uh, games on my Steam Deck. I had a bunch of stuff that I've like I've been like keeping an eye on on Steam that I've wanted to play, but I want to play handheld. I want to play that yeah. handheld experience. So I, there's like, I think, 12 games total currently on the Steam Deck. Some of them um, I've played, some of them I haven't. Some of them I may never play. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But the one I've been playing, the ones I've been playing the most is Vampire Survivors, which is a it was actually one of like the, the most played games on the Steam Deck not too long ago. It's it's like a very low graphic, top down. It's it's a new genre. It actually started a new genre or reinvigorated like a survivor game where waves of enemies come at you. You get upgrades and you kill them in increasingly powerful power ups and um, more and more waves. You have to like survive a half hour in this game, or you survive ten minutes or twenty minutes, and um, you have oh to survive God. that period of time. And if you do, you win, and then you get like currency that you can then spend on new characters, new weapons, or like pr- like. Um, progressive upgrades like your damage you do five percent more damage so like it has like roguelike elements to it but instead of like going through a level it's your your creatures are coming towards you and all you're really controlling is like in this game i only move my person around and i pick what weapons he has but i don't aim the weapons it like auto fires them in certain directions so it's like the perfect game to play because it's pretty mindless the perfect game to play like when you're watching TV or when you're sitting on the couch or when, like, when I'm just kind of sitting down there, you know what I mean? We're in the same place <laughs> and I'm just, like, playing um, Vampire Survivors. So it's very fun, very mm. good. Uh, Symphony of War I've been playing. It's essentially a Fire Emblem game, but it's, it's like, a little more old school. Um, it's super cheesy, uh, but it's very fun and you can do some really cool stuff in it. And then Rogue Legacy 2 is a roguelike game, the sequel to Rogue Legacy, which is a very cool, like, Metroidvania-style Um, Dead Cells um, style roguelike game where you're moving through like a 2D world Um, but the the whole twist of it is is when you die children are the next run and they have certain traits that they have like sometimes they'll have like and there's classes as well but like sometimes your child will have um, color blindness and then the entire it's everything's in black and white when you're moving your character through this world everything's in black and white or in like off colors and some of them illnesses some of them positive some of them negative and if they have a negative trait you get more gold and use that gold to buy upgrades that you know persist through all your characters and stuff like that so i just, I just picture like yeah, i just picture the, the character this king has a kid right and the kid goes i want to be 
the chef really bad. And then the dad goes, no, you're going to run this dungeon. You're going to die. Get as far as you can. But before you do that, you have a kid. But, and then you'll go die. And then they'll do it too. And the kid's like, but I just want to be a chef. And they're like, no, you're going to run this maze. <laughs> Actually, it's so funny to watch that because there is a chef class, Eric. And you oh, have a no frying way. pan. Are you serious? And when you hit people, it lights them on fire. And the cool thing about the chef is um, they can hit projectiles back at enemies. So they're oh, like wow. super handy. And then also like they can make a stew that heals them. They're a very fun class no to play. Way. So yeah, it's in the I game. I swear I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, I yeah. swear. <laughs> so I was going to say astronaut, but I went back. I went back. <laughs> wow. This sounds like a lot of fun, actually. It's it a very, a good time. it's a really, it's like if you enjoy Dead Cells, I think it's like a, a, a smoother, uh, more fun, uh, less kind of, I got lost so much in Dead Souls, didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. Where in this, yeah, I felt in this, I feel like I know where I what I have to do or where I have to go. And it's a, it's a game where you like you fight five bosses, then you unlock the super boss, and when you beat that super boss, you beat the game. So very traditional roguelike mm-hmm. um, game. It's actually one of the first roguelikes that I, I in, in the, the first one um, came out years ago. That was really really popular. But um, yeah, great game, wow. great game. That sounds familiar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, Let's try it. I love roguelikes. Yeah, check it out. It's wonderful. Um, but Eric, how are you, and what have you been playing? I am good. I took a trip to Salem yesterday, Salem, Massachusetts. That's spooky season. Very spooky. Um, there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons <laughs> to going. Uh, it's definitely, it's so funny, because like, I, it felt like to me a, a city, I think it's a city, or a town. I, I think it's the town of Salem, but honestly, it felt like a little bit like a small city. Um, but it's just, a, it, it's a, a place that is not equipped for the many people that come in October and then no one comes back throughout the whole year, right? Like, I mean, like, Lindsay, like, my, girl, my girlfriend and I parked at the the mall uh, parking lot. It's like this, this uh, what is it called? The the thing, with Bob, the levels of cars. Parking garage, that's what that's called. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, parking garage and... Uh, and like it, so, like you had read before, like the night before, you need to leave like super early. Like it could be two hours of extra traffic. Like what? So we like we left pretty early. We got there at nine. It was, you know, we got there it was easy to get in. It was awesome. It was a little busy, not crazy, but like like come two o'clock, it was just a mass of people. People are mean to each other, trying to steal each other's parking spaces. There was almost a fist fight. It was impossible to get through. Um, it was just, it was horrific for the wrong reasons. And like, so then not to put this place on blast, I don't think this will ever go like fall into the ears of these people. But I, we, my, this, this group of us, uh, it was my, my girlfriend's friends and, and I, uh, we went to the Salem witch museum, which is like, we like, I, I had envisioned like they would take us through all these exhibits. Like here's a broom. Like, I don't know. Like, witch <laughs> stuff, you know what I mean? There's a cauldron. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we sat in this chamber thing, this like, this like dark Dark, like, assembly room kind of thing. Not assembly. Uh, like a, I don't know. Just, like just, a just theater? Just a big dark room. Like a theater? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like a weird theater. A um, spooky theater. With kind of, like, just rickety little seats that you sit in. And all around you, it's very dark. All around you, you see these, like, these figures around you. And I, I couldn't tell if they were real people or not. And they're all dressed up, like, old-fashioned, you know, like, witch trial stuff. And then the guy introduced us. The guy introduced everything, and he left. And then realized that it was just, like, puppets that were dressed up. And then, like... All around the theater was like the stages of the witch trials, but it was just like basically if you read the Crucible, you kind of already knew what the heck happened. They really pushed John Proctor. John Proctor, <laughs> and he was just be standing there <laughs> every time. Like whether it was John Proctor on trial, John Proctor 
trying to defend his his pregnant wife or John Proctor about to die. It was just John Proctor, <laughs> and he was just miserable. He, this poor yeah, doll was just absolutely just, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. Uh, it was a bit of a downer, a bit of a disappointment, but um, got some cool stuff. Anyway, overall, I I'm happy to say I went to Salem once. I'll probably never go again. Um, because now I think I, I will be uh, hung as if I was a witch for saying all the negative things yeah. about it. But whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I've been playing... <laughs> way off on the rails of that one. What I've been playing... I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk. Uh, ah. I probably should allude... I listened to our last episode, uh, Like a Narcissist, and I... Which I usually don't do. Um, but I, I, I realized I probably should have gone more in detail as to why I was like going back into cyberpunk. So I will, I'll just... I'll make it... I'll, 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 slight spoilers for... for Cyberpunk Edge Runner, right? This will lead to why I play against Cyberpunk so badly, or why I wanted to play so badly. Um, in the game, so I didn't know this character was even in the game. Uh, there's a character named Adam Smasher, and Adam Smasher is this dude who is is 96% robotic, right? Which is like crazy because it's it, the human body can only take so many enhancements, so you can only really go so far before you start to like have cyber psychosis. This is not something you see in the game. You see it way more in the anime. You start to lose yourself and kind of just kind of go crazy. Um, but Adam Smasher is this is this horrible person that just his brain is for whatever reason very special. He can take a lot of cybernetics and, and handle it. Um, and in Cyberpunk Edge Runner, he's introduced later in the show, and he kills someone. He kills a lot of people, but he kills someone very important in the show. That was really it was very hard to watch, um, really upsetting. So that was my main motivation when I found out Adam Smasher was in the game. I was like, I one hundred percent am going to destroy him. <laughs> and so that's my main reason for playing yeah. Cyberpunk. What I can say though. Is that <clears throat> having gone from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is third person, right, to Cyberpunk, which is first person, the experience is so different, right? Odyssey is a great game. Inside, neither one is you really can't compare the two; they're nothing alike. But with Cyberpunk, like when I was like when you're in this inter, like this tutorial mission, it gets really intense. And being first person, like you kind of feel like you're there in a sense, and you get chased at one point by Adam Smasher, and it's literally terrifying at some points. Like it really, you do feel like you're kind of there. It's kind of it's really good. I, Cyberpunk is surprisingly a lot of fun. I really. I've been enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Um, and Keanu Reeves is the best part of the whole thing. When yeah. he pops up and has this little thing that he says, he is so good. Like, he's my favorite part of the whole game. When he pops up, because he's, 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 he's kind of a chip in your mind. You, you're yeah. the one that sees him. He plays Johnny Silverhand, which is so cool. And he just pops in and just kind of does his thing. Like, he's just so cool. Keanu Reeves is just so cool. <laughs> uh, for someone who hates celebrities like myself, Keanu Reeves is just, like, the best. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, I've been rambling way too much. Storygoers, thank you so much. For everything we we just closed out on well you have been listening this whole month right it's october 9th right now but in september we had the highest number of downloads yeah. ever at tales thank you so much like as super nice of you um and we are on track to even break that right now in october which is wild um so just super thankful thank you so much um we hope that you enjoyed our last episodes our dlc of who would die first in a horror film? <laughs> uh, just re-listening to that one was just so yeah. much fun. We were, I was just laughing at us talking about it. It was just so funny. Um, it's stupid, but that's why it was funny, you know? Uh, as well as our, our campfire stories, something new that we're do- doing instead of bedtime stories, uh, which was our, our first episode of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, and actually, we have, I'm not, I've written it, but I have not recorded it yet. So hopefully you like it. I'll figure I'll find out if it's good or not tomorrow <laughs> when I record it. <laughs> I, I just want to say, though, for the record, uh, I put, and, and this is not me, like, begging you to like it. Like, I, I really spent so much time watching so many Game Theory videos and reading so many things to get this right. <laughs> I hope you like it. 
I would really like some input on if I got something wrong or if I can change something about it just for the future. But I tried. I read so many theories and so many timelines. So I'm really hoping that I did this game justice <laughs> to move forward and want to make more. I really, it's, it's <laughs> nerve-wracking because this game, Predator Freddy's is so beloved, it's huge. right? So yeah, like, yeah. It's a little scary. Please, um, everyone, please enjoy it. Eric's brain had to go through so much <laughs> to, for, to create this for us all. <laughs> a lot of scary. And like, I really, I mean, I, I, I came at it from a perspective, right? And I realized that it was so much deeper than I really gave any credit for. So when I was writing the story, I was like, this sounds so good. I'm really excited to record this. And then I realized that the main character is not who I thought he was. And I was like, oh, no. So I have to go back and rewrite the whole thing, in a sense. I had to update it. And I was like, oh, there's even more with this character in the future, in the past. So I had to go back and be like, how is this going to work for the past episode? You know, with the prequel thingy. And so I, I really worked hard on it. So I'm really hopeful you like it. You all like it. We'll see. We'll find out when I record tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm, like, oh, God, I'm excited is... to dive into that weird world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll see. I, I love that we can make campfire stories now a thing, and we can use the spooky intro to Tales, because that is just the best. I love that intro so much. It's yeah, just, mm. it's a travesty yeah. if you only use it once a year, so if we, we can use it more often now, in which we will, it's it's worth it. So Yeah. Um, And... Wow, we are 15 minutes and we've not got to okay. We've got We're lots almost to done, say. I swear. Lots to say. <laughs> <laughs> we have our first text message from our Tales in the Cartridge line, our number. Um, and it's actually from one of our editors, right? My, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is from when we did our two-year DLC episode a few months ago. Two months ago, right? Um, <clears throat> so here it goes. Hey, guys. Lindsay here. I just wanted to share my thoughts, feelings, and perspectives really quick. As your sometimes editor, I'm just writing to say that I agree with what you said in your last DLC episode about Eric desperately needing a new chair. The amount of background squeaks I have to edit out is wild. Sorry to the listeners that still hear them occasionally, and I have their ear and have their eardrums throb from time to time. But just know that for every one squeak you hear, five have been edited out. So on that note, Eric, do what's right for you, Ryan, and your sometimes editor, aka me, and all of your listeners, and just get a new chair. Or Santa Claus may have to pick one out for you. Keep up the great work, Lindsay. Um, so that's why I'm not sitting in my regular chair right now. <laughs> I'm in Lindsay's chair, <laughs> which is a, a, a more uncomfortable wooden chair, but it's not squeaking. So for the art. You gotta do it for the art. Gotta be in pain for the art. Gotta do it. Yeah. Yep. The back can take it. Uh, Sorry, guys. You, you could also send a... Uh, uh, leave a voicemail or leave us a text message at the official Tales in the Cartridge voice line number at, as I pull it up desperately because I forgot to put it in the doc, <laughs> it is, oh no, what is it? It's in the settings. Uh, 207-494-4334. You can also find us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. And you can also find us on our social media, mostly just Instagram. Uh, DM us, comment on our post, let us know what you think, and we'll happily read those on the show, and or even send you a Tales from the Cartridge sticker. Uh, Lindsay is the one that orders the sticker, so she has many. I'll still give her one, um, so she has to take she it. She deserves that's, it, that's yeah. That's in the rules. Yeah, I'll stick it right on her forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for writing in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're not my editor anymore? <laughs> uh, please consider reading us on whatever platform you listen to us on whether it's apple music or spotify we're so close on spotify to getting like the the 10 that we need to get like the number up there yeah and we have so many listeners that like i think we can do it really fast so yeah. if someone would Come just on, guys. please take the five seconds to like it, it feels weird to see how many people we have listening to us and then we have not enough people to rate us on spotify that's not me complaining i just like you know i just i really like to see it <laughs> uh, and then last but not least 
We have finally lost launch a Patreon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we weren't we you know it took a while for us to move forward with that. We weren't quite sure about it, but it now felt like the right time after two years. Um, we really want to take tales as far as we can go with it. So, <clears throat> with your help, storygoers, if you want to donate a dollar or more, um, but really we're just we're just focusing on dollar. We want to make it as minimal as possible. Um, it would really go a long way for us. And we would really appreciate it. Right now, what we're doing is that if you donate a dollar or more, we are uploading our Tales from the Cartridge scripts for all of our video game episodes, whether it's bedtime stories or regular episodes or the campfire stories. Um, we're going back from the beginning. I'm making sure that we, we're editing them. They look really good. Um, they're not how we would normally look at it from for Ryan and I, uh, but it's more just like a, a, a script itself, right? So yeah. like, if you like script reading, you like reading in general, you kind of want to have those to just read and enjoy those will be on patreon for you to look at and read so please consider donating yeah. and if not of course just you listening is really helpful so. yeah and okay so, having ahead, access please. to those scripts means you'll have better thoughts feelings perspectives you can say hey when you're you know i really liked the, the tone of voice you used in this script i think that's a great idea like those perspectives and and things uh help us be better writers as well yeah it, honestly like we love always love feedback mm-hmm. right um it would be super helpful. So, yeah. All right. I have talked way too much. Ryan, we should hear your sweet, sul- silky voice. Sure. Sultry voice? Silky sultry. and sultry sultry voice. Sultry and sultry. Uh, <laughs> and poultry. And poultry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> would you like to announce today's game? Yeah. So, uh, as you all know by the title of this episode, today we are covering <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Um, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Right, risen from the dead of, of Halloween 2021, it is now here. It has arrived. Um, to, Dead Space will come out next year. Yeah, it's coming exactly. out in January this we'll year, so we will do that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very excited. This is a uh, game series and a game uh, that I really loved. I, I didn't actually. We'll, we'll talk more about memories when we get there, but uh, it's a really great time, and it's got some spooky things going on, and I'd love to hear uh, if what people think when we get to the end of it. But yeah. We're talking about yeah. Luigi's Mansion, um, a really great and now flagship Nintendo uh, series. Yes, and and yeah, we'll get. You'll, you're right. We'll get to the the memory soon. Yes. Um, yeah. Is it? I'll do the background if you want to do inspiration. Sure. Is that Go okay? for it. Dive cool. in. Yeah. I mean, I, I took the easier one. Obviously, I'm so sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> of course, the, the, the developer and publisher are of course Nintendo. Um, the director is uh, Hideki Kono, who's done a lot of things. Actually, his name sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and producers uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. Man, Japanese names are cool. They are very cool. Imagine if, like, imagine if you're reading the producers, like she, Shigeru Miyamoto, Takashi Tezuka, and Eric Penrod. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't, you know, like it's not cool. Yeah. But Ryan, I think the inspiration for this game, like and you told me before we started recording that, it's hard to find inspiration because Nintendo doesn't really give that out yeah um but i love what you put here for the inspiration of the game yeah it like it, it's very hard or to not. find yeah exactly it's very hard to find anything <laughs> really concrete on nintendo's inspiration just because they very seldom give interviews when they do they don't they don't dive too deep in like we hear from a lot of um you know american uh, creators um but the one thing i did find is this was right after um the second d the second luigi's mansion game dark moon was announced on ds there was an interview with miyamoto about it and he explicitly said, one of the few things he said in the interview was, um, we were not inspired by Ghostbusters. I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. That wasn't the inspiration for the original game. In fact, when we were developing the game, we were taken care of as a team, um, even, though it wasn't our original, even though it wasn't our original inspiration, to make sure people didn't just assume that it was that we were trying to do. 
Um, so not only what did not mm. it did not inspire the game, but they made sure when they were making it that it wasn't inspired. Um, it still feels very inspired, which is fine. It because, feels super, um, yeah, because super like inspired. Uh, it's it's a cultural touchstone of you know specifically American media in the eighties, um, which like yeah. you know very popular great great series of movies and you know you're you're a ghost hunter in that game and you're a ghost hunter in this game feels pretty pretty similar uh, yeah. but that's yeah. fine it, it feels like denial to me <laughs> a little bit yeah, a little bit that's okay though that's okay it's okay to be inspired by things um but eric do you have yeah. any memories of luigi's mansion have you played any of these games this is one of my darker things i've ever said on this podcast right yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the this is one of the darkest things I've ever said, uh, and and it's funny because we're asking people to come onto a Patreon, and then I'm going to be saying all this this crap I'm about to say. Um, yeah. So here it goes. I played. I don't know how. I don't know who. If I didn't own the game, so I don't know if this was a friend or if I rented it. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but I played probably the first hour of Luigi. It was probably actually you know what, and I think I might have maybe have like a like a flashback all of a sudden. Oh. Uh, I think I played this at uh, Walmart. I think because the Walmart at the time still let you play games at the the stations there back in the early 2000s or I mean, yeah early 2000s um, late 90s right and so I'm pretty sure I played like the first half hour of Luigi's Mansion once while my mom was shopping uh, and I really liked it it was a lot of fun and like it was like that perfect horror for for little Eric because I, like we've said before in our last episode uh, I'm a little baby boy. Um, I can't do horror very well. So it was like the perfect amount of horror for me. Even though it wasn't really horror. Let's be real here. Uh, which is why it was perfect. But, and that was it. I never I never got the game. Uh, and so I never beat it. And so even when it came back out, you know, for the DS, like you said, Ryan, earlier. Um, like, it just, I never, I still never did it. So I, I'm in that I'm in that position right now where I'm, just, I'm desperate for it to come back out for the Switch or, or whenever. Um, they're still going through all the Nintendo 64 games. Uh, shout out Pilots or Pilot Wing 64 is coming out next week. Woo, woo. Actually, it's already out by now, and it's probably great. Love it. It's not that great, but it's so good. Um, but I, yeah, I never, I never played it. I never, I mean, I never fully played it. I never beat it, and it's one, it's one of my biggest regrets in gaming mm. ever. Mm-hmm. So good, and I love Luigi. He's such a cool character. He's a I mean, character. He kind of is. He's kind of yeah, not, but he kind of is. Yeah. From this game, uh, I think is made better. Yeah, I, 100%. He's giving his dues. I remember the game... I remember the 90s, my cousin played Where is Where in the World is Mario? Or something something along the lines of Mario's lost, Luigi has to find him. I only ever watched, him, watched her play it once, I think. And I remember thinking to myself, Luigi doesn't get enough... <laughs> even even when it's his game, it's about Mario, right? Like, he's trying to find his brother. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just feels Which... a little... I don't know. Like... Yeah, I don't know. It's not fair. It's not fair too, because like I'm realizing too now as I'm talking about, like you know, their names are Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. So it's the Mario Brothers, right? But you don't. But when you hear that, you're not thinking the Mario, like their last name, brothers, right? You're thinking Mario Brothers. It's Mario and his brother. You know what I mean? Like Luigi just gets a bad rap. I would love to see them do a Luigi's Mansion spinoff movie. You know, the trailer just came out for the movie. It looks pretty good. Yeah, um, it does. I would love to see a Luigi's Mansion movie though. That would be. I'd be so excited for that. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> That'd be very so. fun. Ryan, what about you? What are your memories for the game? Um, so similar to you, uh, I I didn't play the original game um, when it came out on GameCube. I was late to get a GameCube, and by the time it came out, I'd, I'd, I'd missed it, and I wasn't particularly interested in it. 
um, just because it it wasn't my my jam. As I'm not a huge, or at least it, I wasn't a huge Mario person. Um, I like played mm-hmm. the original Mario, but I missed like the incredible game that was Mario Sunshine that like brought a bunch of people into the franchise. And it's so controversial. Just, yeah, <laughs> controversial. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Mario 64. Didn't play Mario 64 either. So Mario like, 64. There you go. I like Sunshine. I love Sunshine. Yeah. Just saying. Some people don't. I don't know why. I loved it. I yeah. Loved it. But anyway, sorry. Um, so like I bit disconnected. Um, and it wasn't actually until we got the Switch. And when we got the Switch, one of my partner's games that she really wanted to get was Luigi's Mansion 3. And it has co-op in it where you can play with another person. And mm-hmm. it was such a fun time because one of you is Gooigi, which is a luigi made of green goo one of you is luigi you both have the vacuums you both can do really fun stuff and it was such an incredible experience and the earworm of the music of that game the tone is so interesting and cool the set pieces are really incredible and just the way you move through that world is so interesting in that like you're encouraged to like tear a room apart in a really satisfying way because you're using vacuums mm-hmm. and it wasn't until dark moon that they really when Dark Moon came out is when they added, like, that you could, like, grab onto the curtains with your vacuum and suck them up. Or you could grab up a rug and, you know, they added more of a physics engine to it, which they did not have in the original um, game. Um, in the game we're seeing now. Uh, but it, it, it was such a really fun experience that I kind of... As soon as we started talking about spooky games and being someone who doesn't particularly play a ton of spooky games, this is one of the first games I thought of wanting to check out because um, it, it's just such a fun, lighthearted spooky. And there are some, like, horror elements to it. I mean, in Luigi's Mansion 3, they, like, go through, like, very specific, like, Hollywood horror set pieces um, that's really cool. Um, like, it, it's it's a really incredible game. Anyone who has not checked it out, I encourage you to do so, especially if you want to play it with somebody, because it's just, it's a really great time. And you can just, like, suck the other person up and send them flying. And it's it's just, like, has that, like, <laughs> Nintendo charm of it's a co-op game, but they let you interact and engage with each other in ways that are not, like, harmful, but playful in a, in a way that is really yeah. fun. Um, and Gooigi is also, like, has less abilities and like can't take damage and like there's other stuff built into it so that if you're playing with another person they could um engage with it in that way it's it's, it's very fun so yeah i didn't play the original either it's a series that I've, I've kind of known about luigi's mansion 2 i don't even know what system that came out for i'm assuming wii u because i know nothing about it or the wii um, oh my god you're right right because what, what did it come out i have for? no idea i I'm know looking it up right now there's luigi's be... mansion um was gamecube one of the flagship gamecube games um, was shown at E3, and it was a really big deal in 2000. Dark Moon, which they re-released Luigi's Mansion for the DS, and then Dark Moon also came out on the DS, which both were pretty big hits. They were well-received. And I have no idea what Luigi's Mansion 2 came out on. 3DS. Really? So it, it, it stuck fully portable. Interesting. So Switch is, like, since GameCube is the first, like, full console version of um luigi's mansion that's really yeah. interesting cool 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 yeah that's so interesting but it's a it's a franchise that added like king boo wasn't a character before luigi's mansion um egad oh. wasn't a character before luigi's mansion he shows up in you mm-hmm. know mario party and in other things um so there's a couple other really interesting it, it adds things to the mario world in a really fun way or to the to the i guess it isn't just mario's world but you know what i mean um yeah it adds things to his experience in a, in a really fun way and luigi is just like a really interesting character we'll get more into that i'm rambling now and i want to talk more about it we will i i i almost feel like it's a shame now because like i'm realizing this as i'm sitting here but like as a fan of super smash brothers that was like my my game growing up like i was super into it um 
they really could have done such a great job influence uh, taking these influences from this game and really setting Luigi apart from Mario because really Luigi's just a clone of Mario yeah. with a different skill set. Um, well, not a different skill set, but he has different moves, of course. But he's very similar. Um, if he had the vacuum cleaner, that'd been so cool yeah. to have him yeah. like doing all that. But whatever, it's just a random thought I had. But yeah, that would have been very cool. Um, him running around with the poltergeist, poltergeist. It's called poltergeist. Poltergeist. Uh, that's awesome. Poltergeist three thousand. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Three thousand. <laughs> no, not a, not a, nothing to do with Ghostbusters. No, how, no, how could it? Certainly not. <laughs> no, no, <nothing. laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I guess without further ado, Ryan. Yeah, let's let's jump in. Let's do to, it. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. mansion. Luigi nervously walks through the boo woods. A dim light emits from his flashlight. Dead trees with grasping branches reach upwards toward a dark and cloudy sky. Eerie sounds of distant birds fill the empty space. Luigi looks down at his map, the map he received in the mail that informed him that he had won his own mansion. Luigi did not remember entering any contest. He decided to investigate. Following the map, he moves through the forest, crosses a bridge, and over the long dead river. He approaches an eerie mansion nestled in the heart of the Boo Woods. Although it barely resembles the image on the map, he knows he's in the right spot. A rolling storm and lightning fill the sky. It grows darker and darker, but no rain falls. The mansion itself is a pale green, is pale green with darkened windows except for two in the center that are lit. The two lit windows look fe- like fearsome eyes in the visage of the home. An iron gate surrounds the mansion with two lit braziers burning in a strange blue light. Luigi opens the gates and makes his way into the front steps. Naturally, the loud sound of his footsteps drown out the sound of distant thunder and cawing of onlooking crows. The door slowly opens with a creak as Luigi peers inside nervously. He shouts a faint, Hello! He turns on his flashlight to find a large cobweb-covered entryway with several large staircases and lit candelabras on the wall that glow faintly. The door on the ground floor is sealed by some type of strange magical thorns. As he looks around the room for some sign of life, he makes his way to the upper landing and tries the door. It squeaks as he turns the knob, but the door doesn't open. A high-pitched laugh can be heard back downstairs. Luigi heads down. He searches around for the source of the laughter, only to find a mysterious floating key. As he approaches the key, it stops floating and drops to the ground. All of the candles in the room extinguish as, the presence, as a presence is felt in the room. Luigi is not alone in this place. An orb of light appears, oh, an orb of light apparates and flies upwards before passing through the upper landing door. Luigi walks over to pick up the key and uses it to open the locked door on the upper landing, following the strange yellow orb. The door slowly creaks open as Luigi enters the room. He moves carefully into the well-lit, 
well-decorated room. Four yellow form with piercing yellow eyes and two teeth appear. It opens its mouth as it waves towards Luigi. It moves closer and closer. Right before spectral hands get Luigi, the sound of moving air fills the room as a tornado of wind pulls the ghosts away. Luigi now looks to see an almost bald man with thick glasses, a large machine trapped to his back, pulling the ghosts in. They move throughout the room before the ghost is able to escape. The man picks himself up and starts speaking. Ouch! I sure took a lot of knocks in this line of work. I'm getting too old for this ghost catching... I'm getting too old for this ghost catching tomfoolery. Anyways, nice to meet you. I'm Professor Egad. This house, I swear, it seems to have more ghosts every day. What's a young feller like you doing around here, anywho? Three more of the yellow specters apparate before Luigi can give any response. They move slowly towards them. Egad leads Luigi away out into his ghost lab, located on the shed outside of the house. Hmm? So your name's Luigi? I think our paths are destined to cross. Well, met. Well met, Luigi. So you won this mansion in a contest you didn't even enter. Sounds pretty fishy to me. So you really believe the mansion exists then? So you really believe the mansion exists then? Well, I've been living here ever since I was a lad of 20 or so. And I'll tell you, that mansion appeared here just a few days ago. The spirits have fooled you. I don't know if it was a dream or an illusion or whatnot, but I surely wouldn't be too happy winning a haunted house. Now that I get a good look at you, I just remembered a guy with a red hat, like yours, walked up to the mansion without stopping to chat, and he never returned. Was he a dream too? Luigi gives a panicked nod. What? That guy was your brother? Oh, that's horrible! He would never stand a chance against these ghosts without my help! You have to go after him. Here's the plan. I'll teach you to deal with ghosts, so you can rescue your brother, Luigi. Luigi shakes his head in affirmation. Professor Egad gives Luigi the Poltergust 3000, a vacuum weapon designed for capturing ghosts, and a Game Boy Horror, a machine to scan ghosts, call the professor, and navigate the mansion. Luigi heads back inside the haunted mansion with his new tools in hand. He carefully approaches the menacing mansion, opening the creaking metal gates. Inside, a wailing can be heard. On a naturally high and terrifying sound, Luigi opens the door to face whatever is inside, now armed with a tool to combat the ghosts. Inside, Luigi finds Toad, the source of the wailing. The fire is now lit by candles with a warm light. The menace he once felt in this room has passed. For now, it seems to be a place of safety. <laughs> Why did you call Mario? <laughs> Toad noticed the green plumber. It's Luigi! You finally made it! Oh, joy! Thank goodness! M me? Well, Princess Peach asked me to come look around for Mario! He laughed when he heard that you'd want a mansion, and he never returned. Th uh, then when I arrived here, the mansion was full of ghosts, and I didn't see Mario anywhere. And I kind of freaked out a little, and I don't know what to do. It's been awful. Please, 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 you have to help me find Mario. If he doesn't get back, you have no idea how upset the princess will be. She'll flip! Leave it to me. Yay! Thanks, Luigi. You made my dark and stormy night. Luigi heads back upstairs to where he first faced the yellow specters. The room is dark, and the only lights inside shine from Luigi's flashlight. He uses the vacuum to test the room for any spirits. Once the light of the rooms vanish, the painting of an older bearded man on the far wall starts to shake with rage. As Luigi approaches, the painting of voice bellows out. Who put out all the candles? You, Mr. Lime Green? Another portrait on the wall starts to shake. The portrait of the woman stares and starts to speak. Well, dark rooms are dangerous around here. Yes. <laughs> Another painting on the false side of the room springs to life. A young man in a blue boat. They love the dark, and now they will get you. Blah! Another painting shakes, this time a different woman. Tall, with brunette hair. Now you're in for it. Blah! 
The fifth and final painting shakes with rage as the portrait of the mustachioed older man speaks. Just like the little red cap before you. The first portrait, the older man, shakes again and gives one final message. You may wander lost in the darkness forever. Are you afraid of the dark, little man? Are you? Huh? Blah! Here they are, now! The ill spirits from earlier attempt to sneak up behind Luigi, who panics and falls to the ground. He quickly activates his flashlight, and the poltergust starts to pull the ghost inside. The ill ghost turn and attempt to free himself. They smash into the objects in the room, attempting to escape before being pulled inside. Another yellow ghost appears, again behind Luigi, as he searches the room. He attempts to suck him with the poltergusts, but has no effect. Luigi, pansions. Pa- Luigi, Luigi panics. Backed into the corner of the room, he quickly turns on his flashlight, stunning the ghost before he's sucked inside the vacuum machine. A third specter appears. Luigi quickly flashes him with the light and pulls him inside the machine to join the other spirits. As the last spirit is pulled inside the room, it springs to life with warm candlelight, and a chest appears in the center of the room. It contains a key to another chamber inside the mysterious mansion. All right, Eric, we have kind of our, our intro. We have a little bit of idea of the characters, the main characters we're going to be seeing, and kind of the vibe. What are your thoughts so far on the, on the, the, the story and also the tone they're going for? I think it's really good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope, I just want to say, really, I really tried hard with the voices. So you did I'm such a great job. No, yeah. Please don't judge me. <laughs> um, no, I think it's, it's, I love it so far. I think the tone is so interesting. I, I think what they do really well, right? This is a game about Luigi, but like no one besides like, you know, the, like very few people I feel like identify with Luigi more than Mario because we see Mario so much, right? So like, we don't really have a whole lot to grip with Luigi. So like, what better way to learn about Luigi or gain a, a sense of, uh, like, gain some kind of like um, desire to like root for him or whatever in this mission where he's trying to find his brother. And again, it always kind of comes back to Mario. Like I said before, this, the game I mentioned, for, I forget what it was even called, right? It's always kind of about Mario in some way, shape or form. But like being Luigi, right? If you put yourself in Luigi's shoes, like the fact that Mario was through here and now he's gone and there's all these ghosts... Now Luigi, who's terrified, right? I think you see it in the game. He's like shaking yeah, all the he's time. So scared. He's really scared yeah. and nervous. But like he, he forces himself to go through these these rooms and and fight these ghosts despite being so scared because he loves his brother so much. And I think that's such a cool quality about Luigi that really like that shine. This game really shines that out, you know. Or he really shines because of that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, and I like Egad. He's kind of fun. Egad's, yeah, Egad's a very fun character. Again, this like kind of almost like Doc Brown, Back to the Future, crazy scientist yeah. character, um, who's yep. very, very good. And yeah, I completely agree. I think like it, Mario is like the thing Luigi has to save. Luigi doesn't have you know feasibly a princess to save, but he has a brother who he cares about. And his brother came in here, you know, thinking he'd be fine and then went missing and his not came back. So now, like, it falls to, like, the scared, less, you know, feasibly, like, less powerful, less able-bodied brother um, who now has to, you know, yeah. face this these his fears. And they do such a good job throughout this game, like, showing how scared Luigi is. And, like, every time a ghost shows up, he, he is, like, shaking as he's using the things or they appear behind him constantly trying to scare you. Um, but it's also really lighthearted. Like the, the language and the tone is spooky, but the, the way you're moving through this world and everything is so kind of cartoonish that it it Mm -hmm. makes it, it makes it much less scary and and balances out that tone to make it like really interesting, um, and really fun and, um, less, less spooky. Well, I find really interesting too, and I didn't, 
I don't think I ever saw this part, so I never really had this this perception. But like, how interesting that Princess like Princess Peach's role in this is very interesting to me, and I'm curious if it get fleshed out more as the game goes on. But like the fact that she knew that Mario was doing this, right? And she sent Toad. Never really contacted Luigi about it, right? Luigi just kind of did this on his own because he thought he won a mansion. And I don't know why Mario was there, right? Mario um, found out said, Luigi won the mansion and was going to make sure his oh. brother was okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I must have missed that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was thinking I was reading the Toad line. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Um, yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, no, okay. That makes sense. And again, that shows how much Mario loves Luigi too. But like Princess Peach is like going after Toad or sending a Toad, right? Because if she loses Mario... She'll be furious, but it's okay if she loses the toad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, which it, it, is like it's it's very interesting. I guess it kind of shines more of a light on her dynamic with Mario, right? In this canon game, um, but even I, I'm sure Mario knew that too. Like he knew that he was putting Peach in a position where she'd be nervous for him, but like he still went after Luigi despite the fact that he didn't know what was going to happen. So it's you know I think it's kind of cool. It shows the brotherly love between these two in a very interesting way, without them even being in the same room together. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of what this game is, and will it'll be explored more as the game goes on. But that's what the whole game is about: is like these these Luigi, like you said, overcoming his fears for somebody he loves. You know, even though he's scared, he goes like versus Mario, who like never shows any type of fear or anxiety or worry. Um, yeah, exactly. He just takes on whatever's in front of him. Like Luigi is scared but does it anyway right he's 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 he does not want to be here he, and you see it in like every moment he's moving he does not want to be here but he has to because it's something something's important so he has to like face that fear it makes luigi like this game makes luigi feel like a more fully formed character and like for me at least a character i care about more than mario because like i'm i, I don't want luigi to be scared i want him to be okay and i want to help him get through this in a way that is is really good I want this guy to win for once, right? As Luigi explores the rooms of the mansion, finding gold and valuables hidden throughout, he makes his way towards the study. He receives a communication from the Game Boy Horror. He received oh, he receives a communication from the Game Boy Horror. It chimes a mysterious and familiar tune. Egad starts to speak over the handy machine. Luigi, it's me, Professor Egad. I detect spirits stronger than we've seen lurking ahead. I think. It must be some of those escaped gallery ghosts. You should know that they're really different from the other ghosts you face so far. They don't show their hearts very easily. Nope, not at all. When you find one, use the Game Boy Horror's camera and search for clues. Sometimes you can learn the best way to surprise them. Luigi enters the darkened study. A small fire burns in the fireplace of this dusty, dark reading room. Bookshelves line the walls as a rocking chair on the far side of the room rocks slowly on its own. Books fly off the shelf, striking Luigi. He probes with his flashlight in vacuum, trying to find the source of the strange occurrences. Fighting your source, he gets out his Game Boy camera and scans the room. Sitting in the rocking chair is the ghost of a man with a bushy mustache and a book in hand. When he looks away from the camera, the ghost disappears. Luigi looks away and listens for his chance to use the poltergust. When he hears a yawn, he turns, flashes him with his flashlight, and starts to pull him inside. The ghost of the man thrashes, knocking down books and papers. Books fly from shelves, striking Luigi, but he holds on tight, and finally the lights of the room turn on as the ghost is gone. Another chest and another key appears. He quickly pulls up the map on his Game Boy and heads to the locked master bedroom door. The master bedroom is well decorated. The large king-sized bed and curtains are covered with a floral pattern. The curtains flutter slowly to no breeze. As he explores the room, he can once again sense a presence, similar to the man before, but sees nothing. 
Luigi gets out his camera and searches. A woman in a pink robe brushes her hair in the mirror. Unfazed by Luigi's entrance, he begins to vacuum around the room, hoping to disturb the ghosts. He aims toward the ceiling, and the ceiling fan moves. The wind created disturbs the hair of the spirit, and she makes herself known. Luigi quickly pulls her inside the poltergust. The room is now filled with light, and another chest appears. Key in hand, Luigi heads down the hallway. As he enters the hallway, a spectral cry rings through the halls. A high-pitched whining pierces the mansion, and it fills him with a creepy dread. Luigi carefully makes his way towards the nursery. Inside the nursery, a crib sits in the center of the room. A small sitting area with pink chairs to the side, and the wall is covered with a matching pink floral pattern. Toys are strewn about the floor, and the faint sound of snoring is coming from an empty crib. Three teddy bears sit on the shelf in the wall, and the rocking horse in the corner rocks on its own. Luigi starts to explore as a spectral form of an infant child appears. Hey, want to play with me? The baby spirit asks. Thorns cover the door and the room starts to shake, trapping Luigi inside. Toys fly around the room, striking Luigi as he panics and searches for a way out. Luigi has no time to use his camera and works to grab the toys out of midair. He sends one of them back to the baby who is struck by the toy. Ow! You gave me an owie! I just wanted to play with you! I hate grown-ups! Why do you have to be bigger than me? The baby whines. I've had enough! Grow smaller! It commands as it shakes its rattle and cries out. Luigi is engulfed in a blinding light. When his vision returns, he stands inside a giant crib. The sky above, flashing between purple and green storm clouds, a loud ear-piercing cry fills the space as the massive form of the baby takes shape inside the crib. Luigi quickly runs around, dodging toys in the baby's rattle. He once again grabs a ball and sends it back at the baby, giving him a moment to try to suck him inside the vacuum. The baby escapes and attacks again, sending toys quicker and faster. Luigi catches the toys and begins to grab the baby, this time pulling him inside, freeing him from this nightmare. Back in the room, Luigi finds a chest, and inside the chest, he finds a large pink key. A familiar and mysterious chime is heard once again as Egad calls Luigi. Luigi, you, can you hear me? Oh, thank goodness you're okay. I lost contact with you all of a sudden. I was a tad worried. Why don't you come back to the lab? When you vacuum a powerful ghost like that baby, your poltergeist 3000 gets pretty much full to bursting. Luigi hangs up and makes his way back through the mansion and towards Egad's lab outside. Retracing his steps through the now safe rooms of the mansion, Luigi heads back to the lab, where he is greeted by Egad from a large machine. Oh, good job, Luigi! You made it back in one piece! Egad explains that his machine can be used to turn spirits into paintings, and the other way around as well. He just needs to plug in the Poltergeist 3000 and it will take out the spirits and transform them into harmless portraits. Mario's still in danger, Luigi heads back into the mansion to look for his brother. All right, Eric, we come to the, we've, we've captured the first group of ghosts. Um, we've mm. learned, you know, what we're going to do with these ghosts once we've captured them, which is turn them back into paintings, um, which we'll get more into later. Um, and I just am curious, what are your thoughts on the, do you, do you think it's a spooky? Are you spooked by the giant scary baby? I mean, I mean in that sense, yeah, because we have just gotten confirmation that, that, kids die in this universe <laughs> right like yeah. this is a baby ghost like this was a baby once so, like yeah it's kind of sad it's a little spooky right like that's and, the, and it's just resenting adults and that never gets and never gets help and he's, now he's just trapped in a painting like that doesn't feel great <laughs> so like it's a little spooky when you think about it right like um and kids are terrifying in general so it's like double spooky to me um but no i a little bit yeah it is like the idea that like these like 
if I was Luigi, right, if I'm putting myself in, these, in his shoes right now through this story, as I as I am, as I listen, right, like, the idea of going to these rooms and having to face these ghosts, like, it is scary, right, in the sense that they have way more control than you do, right? All you have is a vacuum cleaner. And so, like, <laughs> it, it's just kind of interesting how, you know, and, and it is interesting. Knowing Luigi's scared, right, it kind of adds that layer of, like, fun spooky. Is, is it spooky? Yes. Is it scary? No. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that difference there, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you think it's spooky? Uh, I mean, I think, like you're saying, like, there are, there are if you think too much about it, it gets kind of scary and creepy, and it is implied that this is a family. These three individuals are all, all related. They're, they're a family. So they're, they've all they've all passed on in some way, but it doesn't really ever get into like how they died or why they died. I mean, all of the ghosts you fight in this game, you have to like something that they're terrified of or something they hate or something they dislike, or you have to disturb them in some way for them to mm. appear. Um, which I guess has some like uh, ties to how like real ghost hunting. I'm doing air quotes. Real ghost hunting works, right? But in order to get a reaction, <laughs> you have to disturb the ghost in some way or something. <laughs> but mm. so maybe, maybe, maybe Miyamoto's a ghost hunter and that's, that's the inspiration. But as I think, I think spooky, not scary is a really great way to put it. It, it has like, it has a scary tone. It has like scary elements to it, but it never takes itself seriously enough or attempts to scare you enough to be something that is so scary that I don't want to progress. But being in this mansion is is intentionally kind of spooky and being in this space is is scary enough to kind of scratch that itch of man i kind of want to watch a bad horror movie or i kind of want to just like play something or be in kind of a spooky world but not enough to scare me or i want to like decorate my house with halloween things right like it has that type of spookiness to it it's dressed up scary but it isn't actually in a way that i I think i really right yeah it's the hocus pocus of video games for sure for yeah, sure. The movie Hocus Pocus, right? <laughs> right, like it's, right. It's, it's kind of that. Yeah. yeah. It's not really scary. Right. It has, like, scary elements to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what These parents, I should we should report them to Ghost Child Protective Services. They're letting For this sure. baby do whatever he wants. What, just because he's a ghost doesn't mean that anything bad could happen. He just got stepped into a, a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, he what did. Is, what are these ghost kidnapped. parents doing? Yeah, well, I mean, they're also yeah. kidnapped. They also got kidnapped. I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, they're, they're out of their paintings right now, right? So they can... They're just going around doing their thing. It's true, right? yeah. So they're they're baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it sounds like it feels like child neglect to me. Yeah. Certainly. And that's that's really the most spooky thing. <laughs> yeah. And this like to like to be like this is not the last child we were encounter in this game. There are so <laughs> no. many children in this game, Eric. Are you there serious? There are so many children ghosts. Yeah, I don't know exactly the number, but like a number between like three and five uh ghost children oh God. um that are all of this got dark yeah it, and like well i i, I brush over it a little bit like because just i want to say up front i went into a lot of detail in this ghost catching experience in each section you have to catch like first you have to catch three then five then six then eight i as we go through the experience i speed through some of those ghost catches to get to the narrative pieces um i will reference them but we're not going to get as in depth in as much depth as we did here i just wanted to demonstrate here's that experience is like and that experience also carries through the rest of the game but yeah you you will we'll talk more about it or I'll, i'll try to circle back but yeah more children are coming more more spooky children who you know are just just sad kids um it's Dang, it's, it's the whole rough. thing 
Yeah, yeah. That's rough news. Mm-hmm. That is rough news. I just want to say for the record too, and I, we probably already edited out all these other ones, but I'm really trying with this egad voice. He doesn't actually have a voice, right? And no, he does, he but doesn't. he doesn't actually say words. I'm really trying hard. I think I'm pulling a lot harder from a Doc Brown perspective, as Ryan pointed out to me, than an yeah. old man perspective. But I think I think Doc voice, Brown's but, uh, a good a good a good a good goal there. I think seems very Doc Brown to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like in the game, so. it just goes like so. You're you know what I mean? And he says like there are like. He has like four, it isn't even that he has like, he says things. He has like four sounds that he makes just over and over again. Like he says like Suki Suki uh, so many times as he talks to him. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. That's awesome. <laughs> it's okay. uh, that's really funny for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Good old weekend. All right, let's 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 dive into the next part. Let's go see if we can figure out what's going on with, with, with uh, Mario. The once thorn-covered door that blocks Luigi's entrance to the foyer is now clear, and Luigi is able to open the door and head deeper into the mansion. Enters a long, well-decorated hallway adorned with candles and plush red carpets. Spectral bats flitter around the hallway, away from Luigi's flashlight. He uses his Game Boy Horror map and explores the room of the mansion to search for clues of the whereabouts of his brother. He heads towards a large ballroom where spirits disappear and reappear as they dance and sway to unheard music. He quickly dispatches the floating dancers and heads to a nearby storage room. The dark, dusty room is empty except for some large crates and a mirror. Several spirits attempt to grab and pull Luigi away or hold him while others attack. With a flash of his light, he's able to stun them long enough to suck them up. The light's on. Luigi explores the room. He finds a switch on the wall. It only appears when seen in a mirror. He pushes the switch and the room expands as the wall moves away. A strange grate sits on the floor and a strange poster on the wall. Luigi uses Poltergust to pull away the poster to reveal a switch. Pushing the switch, the grate opens. A white, purplish light emanates from the grate. Hordes of boos escape from the open grate. They fly from the grate through the wall and deeper into the mansion as they escape. They shout, Hey! Who's there? Who dare disturbs our sleep? Oh, it's Luigi! Look, guys! Luigi's finally here! We're gonna do to you what you did to our brother! Only worse! What's on his back? It's E-Cat's Poltergeist for Dalton! Everybody, scram! Dozens of boos fly out from the prison, including a massive boo with a large crown. Luigi's Game Boy rings as Egad calls Luigi to check on him. He shares that those boos were the one releasing the ghosts from Egad's painting gallery. He leaves its King Boo and his gang of boos. He wants Luigi to come back to the lab to make a plan. I've been waiting for you, young Luigi. Your brother must have been taken by the gang of boos. Poor fella. Oh no, don't talk crazy. They're not going to eat the man. But what becomes of him, hmm? Odd that he hasn't come back. Common theory holds that boos grow in strength when they travel in numbers. They must somehow combine their powers. Their power likely overwhelmed your brother. If your aim is to save Mario, there's no other way to do it. Capture each boo and slowly weaken the group's power. Egad shares that he can use the Game Boy Horror to track the boos down in the mansion. Luigi heads back inside to continue to search for his brother, and now for the boos as well. Luigi retraces his steps throughout the mansion. He uses his Game Boy Radar to find the booze in previously explored parts. As he looks for the booze, he finds himself in a strange room. A large blue, large blue curtains hang from the walls with a strange blue burning candles that give the room an eerie glow. Sitting in the center of the room is a well-decorated table and a crystal ball. As he stares at the crystal ball, his flashlight reflects off the light, and a spectral figure appears in the room, a spirit who does not attack. I am Madame Clairvoyance, seer of dropped items. Possessions of other people awaken vibrations in my spirit. 
If you find someone's dropped items, you should bring them to me. I will show you the extent of my vision. When she finishes speaking, she vanishes. No lost items in hand, Luigi moves deeper into the mansion. Now with another goal. Find something that belonged to Mario to help track him down. Luigi heads deeper into the mansion, finding more booze, gathering ghosts as he searches for lost items of his brother. He makes his way into the laundry room. His radar beeps rapidly, signaling a boo is close. As Luigi works to find the boo, he discovers a familiar red cap in the washer, freshly clean. Luigi finds the booze and brings the cap to the fortune-telling ghosts. Once the hat is turned over, Madame Clairvoya shares. Oh, hmm. I see that your Mario lives. Well, he is not in the spirit world, but one cannot say he is alive. Where is he now? Oh, the spirits fall silent. Oh, but this is all I can tell you for now. Bring me another clue, and I will show your brother to you. This clue no longer speaks to me. Luigi continues to search for the mansion for more clues and ghosts. While searching, he comes across more powerful ghosts, a butler who is afraid of fire, a short-tempered musician, a fire-breathing glutton, and a bone-loving ghost dog, all of them captured inside the Poltergust 3000. No longer able to find any more clues inside, Luigi heads outside to the boneyard where he faced Spooky the dog. As he explores the desolate yard, he uses his Game Boy and gets a strange reading from the doghouse. As Luigi approaches, he's sucked inside and sent to the graveyard. This large graveyard is lit by two burning braziers. Stone graves are buried and worn. In the back of the graveyard, one grave stands above the rest. It's large and lit by the braziers. Luigi slowly explores the graveyards as skeleton ghosts come to unlife. Their bones chatter as they dance around, chasing Luigi. Once they've all been captured, a large grave at the back of the graveyard alights with a blue light. Luigi cautiously steps closer. Just as he nears the gravestone, a bolt of lightning strikes the ground near it, missing the plumber, but sending him flying backwards. Now standing before him is a massive purple ghost with giant maw and claws. Luigi shrieks in terror as he looks upon the creature. Before he can react, he is once again whisked away to a strange realm. The purple and black sky are filled with dark clouds as Luigi finds himself in a large circular arena. A spiked fence blocks the escape and a purple spirit appears before him. The imposing spirit is unfazed by Luigi's attempt to vacuum him up, and he sends copies of himself towards Luigi. He gathers them into a little ball's mass and launches them towards the large ghost. The mass grows larger and larger before Luigi launches it towards the creature, encasing and weakening it enough for Luigi to suck him inside his trusty vacuum. Once defeated, Luigi gets himself a cyan-colored key, gets a call from Egad, now that his vacuum is once again full from the ghost that he's captured. So Eric, we're at our we've we've haven't we found a clue to where we're gonna find Mario. We've captured a bunch yeah. more big spooky ghosts um, that have their own interesting story and like one of the things if you look into this game, like all of these ghosts have like a whole story as to like why they're a ghost, what happened to them, what they want that people have figured out. I'm assuming like there's like a compendium somewhere. I, I would guess, um, but we've captured some oh, cool. ghosts. And Luigi has has pushed on and keep keeps on keeping on. What are your what are your feeling? What are your thoughts so far? We've we've beat a lot of ghosts and only found a little bit of yeah. what we need. I think what's so great about this game is that and Luigi as the protagonist, right? Is that like it's it's all well and good when the hero of a game is very confident and moves forward and is like never backs down, right? There's something to say about that kind of hero. It's almost like a Kratos esque character, right? That's a little bit of an extreme example, but like a, like a 
I guess kind of like a Link, right? It's like Nameless Hero. Not Nameless, but like Voiceless Hero. Never backs down. Always goes forward, right? And like Link's very interesting. Whereas we have Luigi, who, I mean, I'm not saying he's a better protagonist. That's not, not a better hero, right? That's what I'm saying. But there's so much more. He's interesting in a much different way where like you can identify that Luigi is very scared but still perseveres through it, right? Like I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, well, like my favorite stories typically in any media are ones about like a normal person who's just like kind of pushed into a really bad situation. And that's what this is, right? Luigi is a really normal, like he doesn't deal with ghosts a whole lot besides booze, right? When he goes like the, the occasional haunted mansion and these other games, right? But this is so different than that. This is like so, you know, it's very similar, obviously. It's the haunted mansion. But like he is leading the charge and saving his brother despite the fact that he is absolutely petrified in every single room he goes into. And he can say, you know, Heck with it. I'm not staying here anymore. Like I'll, you know, I'll send, I'll get someone else to come do this. But he doesn't. Like he knows that he's really the only one that can do this. He's the only one that can save his brother. Um, probably because he knows that his brother would save him if he had to. So I don't know. I that's what I like so far. I, I see Luigi as this, as a much more relatable hero than most. You know, because I think I'd be the same way. Yeah, obviously, like if there's ghosts around here and I had to suck them into a vacuum and I had to dodge things and and keep me alive. You know, like I'm much more relatable to Luigi than Link. Right. So like. You know, that's why I like about Luigi so much in this game. So, yeah. What do you, what do you think? Do you feel like he's a hero in this, or do you feel like he's just kind of like a just a, a dude? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's both. I mean, I think like the relatability is such a good point that I was trying to put my my thoughts into a word, and that that is perfect, right? He, you can mm-hmm. see that he is scared, and I would know if I was in this situation, I would be terrified, and you would have to do what you have to do, but he, but. And again, that's also a, a um, common theme oftentimes in like horror movies, right? That's the difference between like an action movie and a horror movie is like the protagonists are scared or the protagonist isn't scared, um, right? Like right. We, we are in this space we don't want to be and there are things happening we don't understand, but we have to survive. We have to get through this. And it's kind of leaning into that in a way that is, is in line with a horror experience, even if it's kind of kind of silly and weird and, and like there's a cute ghost dog you have to feed bones to, right? Like those things are, are fun <laughs> and charming, but also like... There is there is a spooky element to it, and Luigi is is a really great character to experience it because we I know that it's scary because Luigi is is communicating it through his body language and how he's engaging with this world, where um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to be scared because like I know Luigi is and I'm gonna help him I'm gonna help him through this we're gonna I'm gonna work with Luigi to yeah. help you, right you're inspired to to help him because you want him to get through this. Um, and as you're like walking through this mansion, um, Luigi is like he will be like he will just yell like Mario, like he'll like sh- re- yell yeah. out to his brother, and like again, right. and he'll like he'll like say or like he'll say hello or like when sounds happen, he like he talks to himself when he's exploring the space, and he's like scared, this like scared person just kind of talking to himself to like talk him through certain things, and, and it's just, again he's just so charming in that way where because he's a reluctant hero. You you you're cheering for him and you want him to be successful yeah. in a way that with other heroes like it's a different it's it's not a power fantasy it's not like I'm the most strong powerful person and that's fun to play it's the like here's this interesting character who we're gonna try and like make us way this experience with that's that feels very different but they do such an incredible job with it yeah yeah I love that and like and and just thinking about too having looked at some of the the screenshots and a video of it um, before this like. The, the nonverbal language, right? That I mean, we've said this before already. Like him shaking and and him doing his Mario, you know, like that's so. It's just so cool. It's a special touch, right? Because if you're just walking through, if he was like in the cutscenes, 
scared and shaking and nervous and then walking through the mansion like he owns the place right that's such a disconnect of the game um but they did a fantastic job making sure that that's a constant like he doesn't ever get used to it you know he's still scared after after three games he's still scared right yeah so yeah it's always going to be that way for him but he continues to do it when he has to um which is just so I, i'm very curious i really want to know who set him up to do this like why give luigi this this thing saying that he won the mansion and not Mario, right? Because Mario's got captured. So, like, I'm very curious why Luigi? Why was Luigi the one sent to to claim this mansion and not Mario? Yeah. I'm really hopeful that we get that answer. I don't yeah. know if people are not, but yeah. I'm very hopeful. Yeah. So. And I, I also just want to... I like Luigi. Yeah, he's really great. And I also want to make sure I mention that, like, the camera angle in this is, like, back behind Luigi, so, like, very resembles, like, a... a um, Silent Hill or a or like a um, it's like a third person oh. behind camera um, or like above camera. Oh, yeah, if you look at yeah. the it, it's 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 much like it's not um, like third person platforming like Mario and everything moves much slower yeah. too. It's a lot it's a lot slower how how you move through the world. So it certainly feels like there might be some inspiration there in some of those like you're moving yeah. through a spooky building and your your mobility is somewhat limited versus like the mobility of Mario you're constantly jumping around. Right. How different too. Yeah. What a different like a totally opposite. Yeah. take on a game, right? Like how that's just really cool like how they do that. And, like, it's just so... I mean, I feel like, like it was such a, a revolutionary game at the time in a sense of, like, it was just so different than anything else on the market. Like, and you're right. Like, it, it was... I, it looks very much inspired. I'm looking through screenshots again right now. Very much inspired of, like, the Silent Hills of before and, and probably present and after. But, like, what a different take, though. What a, what a fun uh, Nintendo version of that, right? That's relatable. Almost more relatable than like a Silent Hill game, which I I have not played a whole lot, so that's probably a hot take. I shouldn't say that out loud for all the Silent Hill fans out there. With an empty poltergust, a lost brother, and many more ghosts and boos to face, Luigi heads once again back into the haunted mansion. Much of it now lit up and cleared of ghosts. With his new key he got from the graveyard, he heads past the foyer into the long hallway and opens up a new door to a new part of the mansion, the courtyard. As Luigi heads outside into the courtyard, he is greeted by strange sculptures and statues, the jagged metal fence that surrounds the mansion and makes a jagged metal fence surrounds the mansion, and no light makes it past the dense clouds above. The only sound that can be heard is the babble of the fountain and the cawing of crows. Only his flashlight and Game Boy Horror to guide him, Luigi heads out in search of boos and clues. He finds a well with a ladder leading down and climbs inside. The dark and small tunnel barely allows for the green plumber to fit as he makes his way deep underground. He winds through tunnels and he crawls out of the mouth into a massive tiger statue, into a strange lit chamber. He can't fit outside the statue but can peer inside. The large, well-lit chamber has a strange altar, and on the wall, a portrait of Mario hangs. The portrait moves, and when it sees Luigi, it speaks. Get me out of here! Luigi is excited to see his brother, but is unable to reach him and doesn't know what it means that he's captured inside the portrait. He quickly climbs back out of the well in hopes of finding a way to reach Mario. He searches the courtyard for a way down. Mario's wails can be heard from down below. Hidden in the courtyard is another one of Mario's lost items. Luigi quickly takes it back for some more help in finding his lost brother. Glove in hand, Madame Clairvoya shares. Your Mario is imprisoned. Oh, where? Oh, where is he being held? Yes, a painting. Your Mario has been imprisoned within a painting. My orb shows me an odd altar and... 
no. Come on, you stupid orb. Yes! Above it. Yo, Mario! Trapped in a painting. Ah, I cannot concentrate. The spirits are leaving me. If you wish to know more of your Mario, bring more of his dropped items. With no new information, Luigi head back out. He continues to search for booze and lost items of Mario in order to find a way to ras rescue his captured brother. He searches the mansion and encounters more powerful ghosts, one who lead him to more of Mario's items. One of these items is hidden inside the observatory. Inside the observatory, he noticed an antique-looking telescope in the room. As he looks through the view, Luigi can see the moon. After he's finished looking through the telescope, the wall in the room fades away, allowing Luigi to step out into a small balcony. A small yellow shining ghost is seen falling outside. As Luigi decides to suck one up, and shoot it towards the moon. The moon erupts with an explosion and creates an ethereal path. One of the paths is a familiar looking star, another one of Mario's items. With the star in hand, Luigi heads back to the fortune telling ghosts. On his way back to the fortune teller, Luigi uses his radar to find more booze as well as the billiards room. While in the billiard room, he captures a powerful ghost holding onto his brother's shoe, another item for the fortune teller. Once back in the chambers, Luigi hands over the two items in possession, the shoe and the star. Items in hand, Lado Clavoya shares, Listen, can you hear it? The inner voice of your sweet, beloved Mario. Oh, horrors. What is this? A king? King Boo. What is this King Boo? I do not understand what he means, but beware of King Boo. This is what your brother wishes to say to you. Oh, yes, a Boo who wears a crown, I see. This is King Boo. He is the one who has captured your Mario. Oh, I can hear it. Your brother Mario, he cries out for you. What? The power of the boos? He wishes to tell us something of the mysterious boo power. Oh, the boos indeed have strange powers. When they gather in numbers, their power grows stronger. But they do fear your mighty Poltergeist 3000. I fear that I have only enough power within me to read one more of your brother's dropped items. My strength ebbs away. There are only a few unsearched rooms left in this part of the mansion. Luigi heads back to the locked room in the upper landing, where he once faced his first powerful ghost family. A barrier fades away, and he finds himself in another child's room. The blue room has stars and cobwebs hanging from the ceiling and a series of bunk beds on the far wall. Toys are strewn about the empty chamber. There is no sign of movement for any creatures, alive or dead. As Luigi goes to leave this empty chamber, two spirits appear. Two young boys ask Luigi what he's doing there all by himself. They challenge him to a game of hide-and-seek and vanish into the wall. Luigi uses his Game Boy camera to track the boys down and face them inside their room. Once defeated, they drop Mario's letter and the last item to find his location. Luigi quickly heads to the fortune teller one last time. Ah, oh, the spirits return to me. I see, I see, I see your dear Mario. This scene appears before me. What is this? Bowser? How could this be? I see the hideous form of Bowser. Is Bowser somewhere in this mansion? I cannot believe it. And yet I see it. I thought that Mario had soundly defeated Bowser. Has King Boo somehow revived Bowser? This is horrible. Well, for you... Oh, oh no! The powers leave me! The spirits depart. This is all I can show you, Luigi. This is the last of my power. But I have given words to what the spirits have shown, so I can return to my painting satisfied. Send me there now, you vacuum-wielding rogue.
So Eric Bowser in a Luigi game. It's very That's strange. Wild to me. And they almost reference yeah. it like this takes place like right after uh, Mario 64, I guess, or whatever Mario game came that before right? that. I don't think that Sunshine? timeline is right. It's no. probably, well, because did he face Mario in there, Bowser in Sunshine? No, I, the moment I said it, I knew I was wrong. It's Baby Bowser. Yeah. So yeah. The, oh, actually, is that right, though? I don't so, know. It's been so long. I don't long. know. I'm not... uh, let me see. Mario, Sunshine, Bowser. I don't, I mean, he might. I forget. So it looks like it takes place after Sunshine, if what I'm looking at is correct. I don't know. That's interesting. Like it's, I mean, I mean, Bowser is always defeated at every end of Mario game, right? So, but, no, I, yeah, I'm assuming, I'm assuming N64. That seems like, because he does essentially blow up Bowser and Bowser leaves. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. Does I, Bowser I, die? I, yeah. Is I, he Bowser dead? I don't think he ever Because it says he revived he really, him. I know, and I'm confused. I'm really confused. There's no way Mario's killing Bowser. I don't <laughs> see that. Thank you, Reddit. I'm, all right. Uh, this is spoilers for Paper Mario. Oh, so very good game. Take this for what very it is. Very good game. I yeah, not what I thought. I didn't think it was canon though, technically in the world of Mario. But maybe I'm wrong. So it says at the end of Paper Mario 64, the most recent Mario title that precedes Luigi's Mansion. There's a sign that states Bowser quote Bowser was badly beaten and will likely never return. We're sure of it. Almost positive. All so all I don't know. But very weird. I don't know why Bowser would be involved with Luigi. But that's maybe his way of capturing Mario. I don't know. That's my best guess. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's find out and see. Luigi quickly sucks up Madame Clairvoy into the vacuum to be returned to a painting. A chest tops and the key to the balcony opens. Luigi grabs the key, heads upstairs to find more booze and whatever awaits him on the balcony. Luigi walks out of the dark balcony. The door locks behind him with vines as he enters. A large stone unicorn statue and several stone benches decorate the space. The sky is still filled with dark storm clouds. A ring of booze dance in a circle and taunt Luigi. That scaredy cat Luigi has made it this far. Oh, we're so frightened. I guess it's our turn then. All right, booze. Let's assume our real form. But first, how about giving him a little scare? A high-pitched, gasping laughter fills the balcony as the booze turn around one by one and vanish from view. They reform around Luigi, who falls to the ground in fear. They spin and spin faster and faster, shrinking the circle until it collides with Luigi. He's again transported to a strange realm. The purple sky sits above a large rectangle with two unicorn statues flanking each side. Luigi stands in the middle, frightened for what's coming next. The boo's laughter can be heard as a massive boo descends from the sky. He leaps to crush Luigi with each slam. Luigi runs, and the large blue crashes into the statue, splitting into smaller form. Luigi sucks up as many of the boos as they can before they reform. The massive boo now smaller is able to be pulled towards the horn. The massive boo now smaller is able to be pulled towards the horn of the unicorn. The massive boo now smaller is able to be pulled by the poltergust. He pulls it towards the horn of the unicorn, popping it again, sucking up more boos. The large boo is now small enough to be pulled inside Luigi's vacuum. Gettigan calls Luigi back to the lab to empty his vacuum and prepare to face the King Boo and Bowser. Eric, we're coming to the end. We've found all of we found all of Mario's bits. We've sucked up almost all of the boos. We need to weaken the boos, um, and we're we're headed to the uh, the end. What are your thoughts so far? We've talked, yeah. I think, a lot about Luigi's character already. Is there anything else that jumps out to you you want to talk about before jumping into the the end? No, I think that this is just, it's, it's, and what my biggest question right now is like, who is the real bad guy, King Boo or, or Bowser? And I think they did a good job setting up that, like, who done it? Who did this? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So that's our most that's our most interested in, in finding out like why and why Luigi. You know who's the real bad guy, and why Luigi instead of Mario for this whole thing. Um, I don't know what, what 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 about you? No, you know the ending already, obviously. I don't, but like at this point, what would you? Um, I mean, I think what's what's overall, I think it's it's it, they've done a good job of making it interesting. The Luigi's drive has continued to be his brother, which I think is a good drive. The house is a great spooky mm-hmm. setting. These boos are a pretty good villain, as like they're just kind of throwaway villains in the other Mario games. Yeah. As far as my understanding is, they aren't really they're a big nuisance, and in this game, they're like at the forefront, which I think is really cool and interesting. Um, I'm excited to yeah. to see um, where things go and to see your reaction to the why. And um, one of the things I really like is. Maybe I'll wait. I'll wait to talk about it because there's something coming up that I I'm okay. really, I want I want to kind of talk more about. But um, well, we'll get there in a second. Luigi heads to one of the final unexplored parts of the mansion. He now has access to the attic. The attic is dark and scary. Luigi turns on his flashlight in order to see and disturbs the sleeping bats that fly from their ceiling perches and away from the light. The thunder and lightning outside is getting closer and more persistent. Luigi goes out onto the balcony to take a closer look. Suddenly, lightning strikes the very tip top of the mansion, and all the lights suddenly fizzle out. It's dark. Very. Corminy! What a calamity! That lightning strike must have caused a blackout! I can't see anything in this blasted darkness! The ghost will have the run of the place in the dark! Be careful, Luigi! Luigi takes a long, calming breath and turns on his trusty flashlight once again. A ghost jumps up behind him, scaring him briefly before he vacuums up the specter. More ghosts can you try to spook him. Now unbothered by the light, Luigi heads back into the mansion. With the protection of the lights, the ghosts haunt Luigi as he heads to the breaker room on the very bottom of the floor to try to return to the safety of the light, to try to return the safety of light to the mansion. When he arrives, the door is shut. He will need a key to make it inside the breaker room. Luigi heads upstairs again to explore the dark mansion and find the ghost that has the key he needs. Luigi enters an unlit dark wardrobe room, which has two wardrobes flanking a portrait. A sad man is floating inside the frame. Uncle Grimly remarks, Nobody will find me because I'm old, cranky, and glum. People are afraid of me. Uncle Grimly jumps out to scare Luigi, but he quickly vacuums him up and drop. But he quickly vacuums him up. But he quickly vacuums him up, and the ghost drops the breaker room key. Luigi once again heads to the breaker room. He's hesitant to open the door as it creaks. The room seems to be safe as he gets the lights back on. The room is immediately lit up, and lights return to the rest of the mansion, and Luigi heads again back to the attic. Luigi hunts for the last few boos as he heads to the attic. Only a few more left, and King Boo will... Only a few more left before King Boo will be weak enough to face. In the attic, he faces more powerful ghosts, a clockwork soldier who needs to be wound up before being defeated, a bedwetting little girl, a jar-loving ghost named Jarvis, an old ice climber who needs to be warmed up before getting vacuumed. With all the portraits of the ghost defeated, Luigi's Game Boy horror rang a strange, familiar tune. Well done, Luigi, my boy. This time I have a special bit of information for you. You've seen some small ghosts other than the booze, haven't you? Well, I'm pretty sure they're ghosts freed from the paintings of the ghost artist. I had a passel of trouble the first time I captured him. I know that artists strive to give life to their canvases, but this guy brought ghosts to life every time he picked up a brush. Luigi heads to Vincent Van Gogh's art studio. The strange art studio has a wooden floor and stone wall. The only decorations are a variety of ghost paintings, all depicted by the different phantoms Luigi has faced inside the mansion. Before Luigi can study the paintings, a voice echoes throughout the room. 
Is it you? No. You interfere with my afterlife's work. The ghost known as Vincent Van Gore, who is currently creating a picture of a golden chest, appears and turns to the green plumber. You filthy swine! You're blind to the life I give to my creations. Then very well. I will show you the mastery of my art. The flick of his spectral paintbrush, all the paintings begin to come to life and attack Luigi. First, the yellow ghost. The first ghost Luigi faced inside the mansion. Then, followed by increasingly powerful spirits, all intent on sending Luigi to the afterlife. One by one, the paintings become blank canvases until only Vincent Van Gogh remains. My creations! Not even if I disappear, my work will live on. That is right! Nesset pa! Art is eternal! No? You say that only one of my creations is left? Then this cannot be. Zoot and lords! Luigi freezes the artist with his flashlight and sucks the sad Vincent Van Gogh up with the Poltergeist 3000. She drops the key to the secret altar in the basement. Before Luigi can leave the room, the final boo appears and attacks Luigi. He quickly vacuums up the ghost and has now captured all of the escaped boos except for one, King Boo. Luigi makes his way down to the basement to save his brother and face the last boo. Eric, what are your predictions? We're, we're coming. This is this is it. This is the end. We're gonna find out yeah. the why. We're gonna find out who the villain is. We're gonna find out everything here. What are your what are your predictions? None of my questions have been answered yet, so I still am in the same place. <laughs> though I love Vincent Van Gogh. I think that's hilarious. Um, very, and I try not to lean too hard in that accent. I don't want to be problematic here, so I try my best. Uh, but I liked him a lot. I thought he was a lot. He was a lot of fun. Um, and it does a good job explaining. I mean, essentially, he's creating these these ghosts. Then, right? He's yeah. bringing them to life. Yeah. So there's not the, the booze. Not the booze. There's the booze. There's the painting ghosts, and then there's the other ghosts in the mansion. And he essentially is creating the other ghosts in the mansion. The other the 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 booze are, are booze that exist in the world. And then the other creatures are like powerful ghosts who are put into paintings and have been freed by these booze. So there's the three types okay. of ghosts you face in this game. So is the is the child then? Is that one of the creations? Is that the other ghosts, or is that the painting ghost? He's one. It's one of the painting ghosts. One of the powerful beings who. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The, it's one of like the bosses essentially are these painting ghosts. So for whatever reason, Egad has captured ghosts and put them into paintings over his career, and he kept them all yeah. in a gallery. And the booze, essentially stole them and released them somehow okay that makes sense okay <laughs> i see that makes sense like it's just <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> it just makes sense yeah, of course everyone knows that it makes sense like, yeah yeah definitely paintings of course yeah, <laughs> no it's good i i think this is like again it, the story is so funny and so good i'm sure it's one of those experiences that when you play it it's so like much more intense you know it's so much more like uh present to you and like gripping right but like the story's been great so far and i love it like it's very i think you did a great job with all the descriptions that you did and like and just it really kind of sets the pace for the the story and uh, and a really like easily consumable way to hear if that makes sense so no i'm very excited for what happens i still i have all these questions so i'm very excited by what you know comes next and this is it i think right this is the the ending Luigi unlocks the secret altar room and heads to the final locked door. The altar room has brightly lit large chandeliers and candelabras on the wall. This room is made of carved stone, and in the center of the room is a portrait of Mario. King Boo stands in front of the portrait, looking at the picture of Mario. As Luigi approaches, it starts to speak. Ah, I could just stare at my Mario painting for hours. It's true what they say about fine art. 
It takes utterly refined sensibilities to truly appreciate it. The way you plead for help, Mario, I find it so satisfying. Perhaps that is merely because I remember how much trouble you've caused me in the past. Seriously, though, who would actually believe that mansions get given away in a contest? Talk about stupid. What do they feed you Mario Brothers anyway? Gullible soup! Your brother came all this way just to get turned into a painting. It's just terrific. King Boo turns to face Luigi. His glowing red eyes and blue tongue are outlined by his white form. A crown with a large red jewel adorned on his head. He looks at Luigi with malice. However, this Mario painting looks lonely. I must have a Luigi painting as well. Then my gallery will be truly complete. <laughs> I am not afraid of you, fool. I fear only that infernal Poltergust 3000 you carry on your back. Stupid machine. But I am a king among boos. I swear, I shall fear no mere house-cleaning device. I must say, I despise the way you... <laughs> vacuumed up all my friends. Don't imagine that I'll flee. I'll fight you like a true boo. Now join your brother inside the painting. King Boo spins through the air as the world shifts around him. The bright red flames then turn blue and the brightly lit room glows dark. The portrait of Mario turns into a portrait of Bowser. King Boo flies into the portrait, which sucks Luigi into its mouth and transports Luigi to the roof of the mansion. The massive form of Bowser stands before Luigi. The red sky above shifts and twists with rage as the giant lizard towers above the green plumber. He lets out a large roar that sends Luigi backwards. The plumber shakes in fear as he stares at the monster. Bowser lets out a large flame charring the stone floor below. He tosses spikes at the plumber and charges him. Luigi tries his best to dodge and quickly grabs the spike ball with his poltergust. He sends it back at the lizard, and when he does, his head is removed from his body, and King Boo emerges. Luigi works to suck King Boo in, but before he's able to do so, the floating head of the fake Bowser hits him with ice, and the king is free. Luigi works again to stun the fake monster, but this time is able to finish the job, sucking up King Boo into the Poltergust 3000. The crown on the king falls to the ground, and Luigi summons himself back in the altar. The Game Boy Horror rings as Egad calls. Luigi, you did it! Truly remarkable, my boy! I supplied the Poltergeist 3000, but you ran. You ran all the way to the top, Sonny. You made me so... You made me so proud. <laughs> Get yourself together, God. What's that? You found King Boo? He jumped into a painting of Bowser, you say? He even blew fire at you? Well, in all my years of ghost research, I never heard of such a fascinating tale. And that career spans 60 years, mind you. I still recall starting out as a young whelp who trembled at the mere thought of a ghost. Trembled, I say. Oh, beg your pardon. This old brain goes recollecting every now and then. I could just sit back and fill a week spinning ghost yarns. Well, just last... Well, anywho, Luigi, grab your brother's painting and bring him back to the lab. <laughs> the poor little feller's fallen asleep. He must have just collapsed with relief and exhaustion when he saw you arrive. I'll get the machine ready and return your brother to his former state. Alrighty, I'll be expecting you both. Luigi walks up to the portrait of the sleeping Mario and takes it off the wall. He holds it up above his head triumphantly. Luigi jogs out of the secret altar room and heads to meet Egad in his lab. Giant machines moved and shift behind Egad as he speaks. This'll mess with your head. All your hard work lasted only a single night. Well done, Luigi. The mansion those booze built disappeared into the night. 
and that treasure seems to be real. I had no interest in the stuff. So go on, and keep it all. Use it however you like. Say what? Enough rattling on about money? I guess we better get your brother back. Of course, your brother's really important. But first, we have to take care of these last ghosts. Luigi plugs a poltergust into the machine one last time, and releases the last of the ghosts into the giant contraption. The machine stops and spits out a flattened booze onto the conveyor belt. The caboose continued on the conveyor belt pressed and adjusted by the various machines until it's transformed back into portraits. The ghosts are invisible, so we need to press them into visible forms. Impresto! Turn them into beautiful ghost portraits. On the far side of the machine, at the end of the conveyor belt, out pops the painting of the booze that Luigi caught in the mansion, stuck in the pretty painting with golden frames. Finally, Egad puts Mario's painting on the conveyor belt, and the machine works in reverse to take him out of the paint. After a long process, Mario exits the machine on the other side, unscathed but a little dizzy. Luigi laughs in relief and happiness seeing Mario after a very long night. That's it. That's the end. That's cute. I think that's a cute story. Yeah. I like that Luigi gets his time. Yeah, and and yeah. the the last scene of Luigi, he's like laughing and like he's laughing at his brother is like so knocked out, but you can see like he's also like crying like with happiness oh. to see his brother after yeah. after it all. It's very sweet. It's a very sweet, um, very sweet ending. I think it just shows that Luigi is a different person than Mario. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I don't think Mario would cry, laugh, getting Luigi back, but I think he would be like showing, you know. Concern and happiness to get him back, whereas Luigi is so much more passionate, right? He has a lot yeah. more, a lot more like he's showing his emotions so much more than Mario does. Because Mario has a lot of like really happy and sad, right? Or happy and mad kind of emotions, but like he's not like weeping. I don't think ever yeah. truly. So it's good to see that he he got what he needed. You know, like Luigi, Luigi got what he needed. He did what he had to do despite all the struggles. In the in the, I didn't see the fake Bowser thing coming out. That came out of nowhere for me. So I was not anticipating that. I was like, how are they gonna do a ghost battle with, with King Boo that's different than the other ones? But I mean, it was very different. It yeah. was very different. So in a way, in a way, that Luigi faces Bowser in some sense in a really strange way, and it feels that you know, for in the same, and it's kind of going back to the whole trope, you know, like for everything that Mario has, Luigi has like you know something similar but just off. So it sounds like to me like you know, Mario has, you know, oh not has, but is with Peach and has Bowser as a bad guy, and then you know for Luigi he's supposedly with Daisy, and then it seems like almost King Boo is now his bad yeah. guy to me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Is, like, mm-hmm. is yeah. that the case? Yeah, yeah, because okay. the, the right. boos kind of come back to, to haunt him across all of the games. Um, but yeah, um, although like my understanding is you defeat King Boo in this game, and he's still like the boos still haunt you, in it, but he, he doesn't come back until later, I will say. Um, mm, it's kind, okay. he's kind of like the we've, we've defeated King Boo let's go off and do other things um, but yeah he's kind of your he's kind of the Bowser of, of Luigi's Mansion for sure very cool very cool I like that ah oh, see I want to play this so bad now <laughs> I want to play it so bad yeah they're very oh, good they're great so games good. I gotta go play the third one now mm-hmm. yeah I liked it I, I loved I liked it a lot it yeah. was a great story like you did a great job. You did a great job condensing it, right? Because I'm sure you could have gone on with all these different ghosts. Yeah, hunts and for all sure. Characters, right? It was good. I loved it. I thought it was a great story. Yeah, yeah. And they like as far as like the why they don't give a ton of detail, but it's essentially like the Mario Brothers kill a bunch of booze, so we're gonna you know trick the Briar Brothers here and then capture them. That, that's that's it. There's no other like greater. It's just like we're gonna trick because if if it wasn't for the Poltergust, like it'd be pretty easy to to just defeat these guys. Um, so just lucked out that Luigi happened to run into, you know, Egad and, and because of that was able to save the day. 
Um, but that was, and I really love that it's like almost like Scooby Doo, like the villain is Bowser. Oh no, it's just like Boo in a Bowser mask. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. Very um, good. Yeah, I liked it. That's lot. so funny. <laughs> and I imagine they gave that that mansion uh, winning contest to Luigi because he's probably more gullible. Exactly. Is, yeah. Right? And the, yeah. So and he, they probably figured the Mario chase after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they capture yeah, Luigi yeah. and then Mario, but because Luigi got lost following the map, Mario got there first and then got captured, and it's a it's a whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> it's it just shows how like funny like how like Mar- Luigi is, so, is always a, like, a deficit, right? He's always the lesser than, but it always works out for him in a way too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. You know because because Mario is so good at doing what he needs to do. Uh, he ends up getting captured. You know what I mean? He ends up getting there first, which means he gets, gets captured. So like, it's just funny uh, that it worked out that way. But yeah, it's it's a it's a fun little story. And it's it's got some spooky stuff, but it's really about, you know, family. Family trapped in the haunted house and, and saving each other um, with some, some spooky things going on. I highly um, and would encourage folks to check out the other games. Luigi's Mansion 3 is, yeah. is really, really fun with really cool set pieces, and it's, like, really satisfying just to, like, go into a room, vacuum up every single thing in the room. And one of the things about Luigi Mansion that is is almost present here is um, you get money. You use that money to buy upgrades. Like, there's, like, an upgrade system. Oh. So, like, you, you get in this game, as you capture ghosts, you get paid for those paintings. And when he says, like, the fortune oh. is yours at the end, it's because all throughout the mansion there are, like, gems and coins hidden. And you can use those, not in this game, but in later games, to, like, buy better things or to upgrade certain parts of your abilities. And you also get, like, ice powers and fire powers and water powers. But it, it didn't make a ton of sense in the in the realm of... Um, the game you yeah because each of these ghosts is like a puzzle you have to figure out how to trigger them um which it is essentially triggering them but um but yeah yeah they got no coping skills no coping skills no they <laughs> died without coping skills yeah no i think that was great what a great way to end halloween <laughs> yeah a spooky season 2022 yeah. you know for tales is is, Mar- is luigi it's i mean Luigi's band. it's perfect it's perfect and it's a game that you know there's more stories to tell for it so i'm very there excited is. to yeah, see what sure comes is. of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah story goers Hopefully you enjoyed our final spooky episode of 2022 with Luigi's Mansion. Please, if you if you have any thoughts, feelings, or perspectives, we would love to hear them at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also reach out to us on our official Tales from the Cartridge hotline at our number 207-494-4334. You can leave us a voicemail or text us your thoughts, feelings, or perspectives. It'll read them on a show, as well as finding us on, of course, our Social media, predominantly Instagram, uh, DMS, comment on our post. Let us know what you think, and we will read those on the show, and you will be happily rewarded with a Tales from the Cartridge sticker. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You put them on, put it on everything. Yes. Put it on your local ghost, and suck them up into a vacuum, and <laughs> turn them into a painting. And then you have it as a painting. That's pretty cool, too. So. Yeah. Yes. But hopefully, have a safe and spooky Halloween. Watch out for those apples. I've never seen... A razor and apple before, but please just be careful <laughs> taking any apples. Yeah, right? that's a thing, right? Yeah, it's okay. it's razors and apples, right. and also people giving away free drugs. Apparently, is what people are worried about. I don't know who would give what? away free drugs. Like, yeah, who would put drugs in candy? Because then you're giving away drugs that cost a lot of money. It's nonsense. Don't believe it. Eat your candy without washing them. Don't if it's unopened. <laughs> don't worry about it. No one puts drugs in candy. People are just unrolling their Smarties and washing it out of the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing's on them. Yeah. Sure, yeah. We still have <laughs> But no, please be super safe. Yeah, uh, have do. a great Halloween. Enjoy the night. Um, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.